Knowing how to speak and understand a new language can be an invaluable tool when traveling, meeting new friends, or just even to master a new skill. But it's not always simple when you're bogged down by textbooks and structure classes. That's why so many people trust Rosetta Stone. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program, available on desktop or as an app. It truly immerses you in the language you want to learn, like Spanish, French, Italian, Chinese, and more. You won't just be studying English translations. The Rosetta Stone intuitive process helps you pick up a language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com rs10. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com rs10 today. Good morning. It is Tuesday, January 11th, and this is the 24-7 Sports Football Recruiting Podcast. I am your host, Lance Glenn. We are still in a dead period, but recruiting certainly never stops as we march towards the traditional signing day in early February. So one thing we will be doing over the next couple of weeks here on the Football Recruiting Podcast is hit on the classes led by first-year head coaches. We talked Miami last week. We will hit on USC, LSU, Washington, Oklahoma, and others moving forward. But today we are going to hit on another school in the Sunshine State that has a new leader of the program, and that is the University of Florida. Joining me now to discuss Billy Napier and the Gators is the recruiting analyst for 24-7 Sports Florida site, Swamp247.com, Blake Alderman. Blake, how are we doing? Thanks so much for coming on and giving me some time today. I'm good. I'm actually uh, you know, looking forward to this dead period getting over. I never thought I'd be kind of bored in between the transition and everything <laughs> going on, but I'm, I'm really glad you had me on and I appreciate it. No, no, no. Thanks for coming on. We're excited for the dead period to end too as we march towards that February signing day. So right now, Blake, Florida sits 41st in the team recruiting rankings, 14th in the SEC. It's obviously a transition class, so it's not like anyone's faulting Napier for where they currently are. What's just been your overall early assessment of what Napier has been able to do with this 2022 class and some of the highly rated guys he's been able to bring in early in his tenure? You know, it's been kind of interesting. I've had plenty of coaching transitions that I've covered since I've I've covered recruiting. Um, And I could say this is probably the first time to where I've seen a guy come in, have a bunch of commits that were already in the fold already. And he's really done his research on evaluating these guys, um, really, you know, wanting them to send him some film because whenever he was hired, it was a dead period itself. Um, So it's it's been a little bit different for me because I've seen a coach come in and be very methodical, want to get guys that he can put his fingerprint on. Um, There were some guys that I've obviously left the class, which is, is kind of under understood in a transition class. But I think some of these guys were even, you know, from Napier's own doing, you know, from wanting to see more of them, maybe they didn't fit, maybe it just didn't click or things like that. So my thoughts on him, he's been very methodical. Um, I think it's a little bit of a a transition from what I've seen from the former staff to this staff, as far as really prioritizing recruiting, um, having more than one coach talk talk to a guy, you know, once a day, once a week, you know, those types of things. You've seen a guide where multiple coaching staff members are in touch, guys in the recruiting office are in touch. So, you know, from my impressions from seeing Napier so far of how he's going to recruit at Florida. I think Florida fans are going to be a little bit happier than they've been these last couple of years. And one big hire he made was obviously the hire of Corey Raymond. It, it was one that got a lot of buzz getting him from LSU, his alma mater. He's developed countless players on the field and has recruited a long list of LSU's best. How was Napier able to get someone with those kind of ties to LSU, leave the program that he played at and was now a coach at 
to come to a program in the same conference. And, and what's just been the overall buzz, I guess, surrounding the Raymond hire and what Gator fans hope he will be able to do now at Florida? You know, from all the guys that have been hired on Napier staff so far, I think Corey Raymond was the biggest buzz on our site and just social media and whatnot. Um, you know, I, I make the joke with a lot of recruits that he's offered in recruiting out Florida that, you know, it was a surprise to me because I thought Corey Raymond was a guy that's going to be buried in Baton Rouge. And, you know, you, you see him there for so long. A lot of coaches have tried to lure him away. I don't know what it was that clicked about Florida aside from, you know, obviously Florida has that tradition of defensive backs. You know, I, I a chance to work under Napier, who's pretty well respected as far as SEC circles and coaching circles go. Um, But the buzz has been great. You know, I think if there's been one coach on the staff, like I said, Raymond's the one that's generated the most buzz. A lot of the guys on Florida's current roster at his position, just from reading their social media posts, are really excited to work under him. A guy that, like you said, has has produced countless guys. Um, And, you know, one of the guys, Devin Moore, who recently signed with Florida and will be, he's an early enrollee um, who arrived on campus on Monday. Um, You know, he even kind of said that, you know, he's a long, lanky type of defensive back and that one of the big reasons for him deciding to sign with Florida during the early signing periods because Corey Raymond has produced a lot of guys of that long, lanky type of skill position. So, um, you know, I think you'll see Florida, you know, a, a school that, like I said, is known traditionally for producing defensive backs. But in these last couple of years, you know, you've seen a Florida defense give up, you know, a boatload of passing yards, really not having that same type of tradition than what you've seen and passed at Florida. So I think that's a guy that, you know, if you're looking for a, you know, a dead ringer, nail on the head type of hire that can fix those things. I mean, that's Corey Raymond, no brainer there. So Blake, before we get into some of the targets remaining and look a little into 2023, as Billy Napier has been recruiting now a little over a month into his tenure at Florida, to you, what's been the most notable difference between Billy Napier recruiting in Florida and Dan Mullen recruiting at Florida? Well, I could probably answer that question a little bit better in June because Dan Mullen seemed to always take a vacation in June. You know, he always would kind of leave those last couple weekends and go off to the lake house. I would be a betting man to say that I don't think that's going to happen anymore. But, you know, just like I said before, the the approach of recruiting these guys from more than one coach, really putting an emphasis on recruiting, Um, you know, from the former coaching staff, you you had a lot of guys in the recruiting office that I think did a really great job. Some of those things I don't think translated onto the coaching staff and, you know, Napier, one of the biggest things whenever he was hired at Florida was adding a deep, you know, recruiting office, you know, personnel offices. You've seen it, you know, a lot of guys, um, a lot of fans of Florida, you know, every time Napier or Florida announces a hire, you know, you see like a little army gifs out there. So he's like assembling his own little army of guys in those offices. So I think the attention to detail on the uh, personnel, you know, recruiting office side of things, really having a deep pool of staff there um, is one of the more notable differences. You know, I think that that's kind of the blueprint of what you've seen at a Georgia or an Alabama um, where, you know, obviously he's worked under Nick Saban. Um, So I think you're seeing that side of things going to be a big help in the future. You know, again, just having more than one coach calling guys, you've had a head coach that's actually calling guys, you know, not really relying on his staff to do those things. And again, just, you know, the daily contact with these guys, you just see a different type of buzz on the recruiting trail for these guys, just having Florida guys excited about Florida. You know, even a guy like Kamari Wilson, who the five-star safety who signed with Florida during the December signing period. I mean, that's a guy that really, you know, wanted to hear from Florida more under Dan Mullen and his coaching staff, but just really didn't. Um, And, you know, here comes Napier going in, think about a week and a half on the job that A, landed a five-star, which was something that, you know, Dan Mullen struggled to do. Um, And B, landed a guy that, uh, you know, Will Muschamp, you know, Jim McElwain, Dan Mullen, those guys struggled to land guys at IMG Academy, which is full of, you know, star-studded athletes down there in the Sunshine State. So this is a guy that broke two two records, you know, in like his first two weeks on the job. So uh, I think that was pretty impressive. Um, and, and, you know, I'm really excited to see him get after it with a, a full staff and, uh, you know, with a full recruiting year on his hands. 
Yeah, and you mentioned IMG. And while not all the kids at IMG are Florida locals or Florida natives, I should say, the big three of Florida, Florida State, Miami definitely have the best access to them. So grabbing and forming a relationship with IMG is certainly important for Villian Napier as he continues to recruit at Florida. What do you think Napier's plan is moving forward regarding the transfer portal? Do you foresee him, I guess, hitting it hard in classes to come? Is he going to build up via the high school route and then attack the portal more sparingly? You know, how prevalent do you think the transfer portal is going to be in the Billy Napier era? You know, in the future, I would say that he's probably going to put more of an emphasis on the high school recruiting. You know, I've seen Dan Mullen and his staff really hit the portal hard, and I don't know that that's really the formula for success. You know, I think obviously landing these high school guys that you have more time to develop um, and really kind of get your hands on it and, and, you know, they're just there longer. You know, you're not there for maybe a year or two grad transfer type of guy. So I think high school recruiting will be the the emphasis going forward. But I do think that this class being a transition class like it is, um, you know, a lot of these guys just nowadays sign in the December signing period, you know, and here's Florida with 11 commits right now heading into that, that national signing day in February. So, you know, if you miss on some of these guys that you have remaining on your board, you know, then you still, that need's still going to carry over. So I would think that, you know, in the 2022 class, I think that they're going to really put an emphasis on the portal. You've got guys already that you know have committed from the from the NC transfer portal. Uh, Cameron Waits, who's a former ULL defense or excuse me offensive lineman, um, who's already committed to Napier in Florida and has enrolled. Uh, Jack Miller, the former Ohio State quarterback, who's already committed and enrolled at Florida. Um, so I, I you know Osiris Torrance is another guy that they're really putting a big emphasis on, who's another uh, ULL type of guy from the portal. I think he's ranked like number twenty or something like that in twenty four seven Sports transfer rankings. So you know getting a guy in there for that depth piece at quarterback, continuing to build up the offensive line. You know, the the trenches is one area that I think that, uh, you know, really needs to be addressed as far as Florida's roster goes. Um, But as far as the future goes, I I think that you'll see them put a little bit more emphasis on the high school guys, continue to build up the depth through there, you know, raise the ceiling and the floor of the roster. But I think that this cycle, just from the the lack of time you had right there in December um, and just the lack of targets that are left unsigned um, for February, I think that you'll see him put some emphasis on that this cycle. So Blake, a couple more from me before I let you go. The 2022 class is obviously not finished. You know, the dead period coming to an end soon. Billy Napier will have a chance to get kids on campus prior to February signing day. Who are some names you're keeping an eye on, whether committed or uncommitted, as Florida tries to cap off this cycle? Well, you know, with 11 guys in the class, you know, this is probably the first time in a couple cycles since the December signing period has been a thing to where, you know, you're not seeing 20 something guys in a class. So Florida really does have a lot of targets on their hands still, you know, even this, this uh, coming weekend, the weekend of January 14th, they have 13 guys coming in on an official visit. So that's kind of unheard of for me, at least just because, you know, it's kind of like, man, January is kind of boring. What am I going to write? I don't know what I'm going to do. I, you know, I waste everything in December and that's not the case this class. Um, I, I, you know, the January month's going to be very busy. Like I said, with guys coming in four-star safety, Jacoby Matthews is probably one of the biggest guys I think to watch for Florida. Um, He's down to, you know, a handful of schools. He's going to visit LSU where he was once committed in Alabama again. Texas A&M and Texas are both in there. Um, those ties to Florida that he has from, or excuse me, yes, to Florida that he has from those guys that are from Louisiana or have coached in Louisiana. And obviously Corey Raymond being on staff is big for him. Uh, one guy that I'm interested to see how a visit shakes out is that he's committed to Texas A&M. He's five-star linebacker Harold Perkins, another guy who will be on campus this weekend. Has always kind of had an affinity for Florida, but they were never able to get him on campus and he will be able to do that this coming weekend for an official 
visit. Hard to say. You have a guy who's just committed to the Aggies, has always really seemed to like the Aggies, but he's still going to take visits. Are those free trips after the fact to see how things go? I'm not so sure that Florida is you know, just a free trip with no interest coming in. Um, he's obviously very interested in Kamari Wilson, who's already enrolled at Florida, um, played with him during the Under Armour All-American game. So I'm interested to see if a visit there shakes anything out. Three-star wide receiver Caleb Douglas has Florida leading. He'll be actually on campus again this weekend. You know, Caden Story, who is committed to Auburn, a defensive lineman, he'll visit that last weekend of uh, January before the National Signing Day. And they've got plenty of other targets going for it. I mean, like I said, with only 11 guys in the class, I could probably go on for quite a while of just these guys are going to be on campus and guys that they're recruiting really hard. But, uh, you know, I think that those are some of the guys that, you know, really had the Florida staff excited and they're guys that are really pushing for. So Blake, last one from me. As we look ahead to 2023, Napier's first full class, you know, I'm going to ask for some early targets um, as well. Who do you think the staff is going to try and key in on as they begin to turn towards next year's group? You know, with with Corey Raymond on staff, it really does open a lot of doors for cornerbacks and, you know, high-level defensive backs. You know, I think he'll hit that area really hard. Um, Cormani McLean, the five-star defensive back from here in Central Florida, um, he's a guy that's been high on, you know, even the former staff's, you know, wish list. I, I would assume that's still going to continue over. Um, you know, his head coach at Lake Gibson High School was actually a former staffer under Napier at ULL, so there's ties there. Florida has been named a leader off and on in, in Cormani's recruitment, so I would think that, you know, the number one defensive back, that's pretty much a no-brainer there that's in an area of Polk County that has been really good to Florida over the last several years. Um, so he's one. Tony Mitchell is another guy that really is high on Florida's wish list. Um, was interested in LSU back whenever Corey Raymond was there. Um, AJ Harris, another uh, high, I, I think he's a five-star. He's either a really high four-star or a high five-star. Another guy, you know, that's going to be, you know, high on Florida's radar. These are guys that are actually going to be visiting um, this month, you know, with guys. Cormani doesn't have a visit date yet, but Tony Mitchell will be there on the 29th. Um, AJ Harris should be there on on the 22nd of this month. Um, so those are two guys that Florida's already going to get on campus there. And then five-star uh, edge rusher Malik Bryant, another guy that's going to be on campus this coming weekend on Saturday for Florida. Um, you know, Derek LeBlanc, another high-level defensive lineman from the Central Florida area. Um, you know, so I think that you're going to see Napier really put an emphasis on a lot of these guys in the state of Florida, getting back to recruiting and keeping these guys home. Um, you know, again, with 2023, you know, still kind of far off on the radar for me. You know, I'm still kind of focused on signing day here. Um, but, I, you know, I, there's going to be a lot of guys they really prioritize. But those are guys that, you know, they're working to get these guys on campus quickly. And, you know, a lot of those guys, like I said, have dates and they're going to get time to spend around the staff. Um, so those are some of the guys that right now at least are looking like, you know, those upper crust, high tier type of guys for Florida. You can follow him on Twitter at Blake underscore Alderman covering Florida recruiting for swamp247.com. Blake, thanks so much for coming on and giving me some time today. Really appreciate it. Yeah, no problem. Anytime. A lot of exciting episodes upcoming this week and the weeks ahead as we continue to push ahead to February signing day. For Blake Alderman, I am Lance Glenn. Thanks for listening to this episode of the 24-7 Sports Football Recruiting Podcast. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? 
and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 